Good evening. I'm October Weeks, paranormal horror dark fantasy author. I also write paranormal romance under the name Libby Bishop. Welcome to Haunted October's Paranormal Podcast. Grab your favorite drink, cozy up around the campfire, and enjoy the show. So tonight we're going to be talking about horror movies. <laughs> and I know I've touched on them a few times um, throughout the episodes, but I recently watched... Um, the Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, the newest in the series. Uh, it came on HBO Max, and as soon as I saw that it was on there, I watched it. And it was awesome. 100%. Probably it ranks right up there with the other three Conjurings. Um, I really enjoyed it, and it was very much worth the wait. The performances, of course, by Vera and Patrick were right on, and I absolutely loved it. Um, I loved, I think the one of the things, and I won't go into spoilers, I promise. Um, one of the things I really love is their chemistry as Ed and Lorraine. They just, it's perfect. It makes the entire movie. And in this one, and it's not really a spoiler because they have spoken about it in interviews. Um, we get to see a little peek into how um, their romance started. So of course I've seen the interviews with them so I know, uh, with Ed and Lorraine, so I know uh, how their their history of their romance, but I love that they added a little bit of that to the newest movie. And we've seen peaks of it in terms of their love for each other throughout the other two movies, but we actually get to see little peaks when they were uh, young and in love when they first met. and. I love that. I think it really adds to the movies when they do little peaks like that. Um, and the story itself was great because I had just watched a documentary about this case a few weeks ago. Uh, and I remember hearing about it years ago, but um, I watched the documentary and then today, actually, this morning, I watched um, the one on the Travel Channel about the case and I'm like but you know this looks really familiar to me and then I realized that I had seen it on an episode of um, a haunting on the Discovery Channel I'm like oh yes I, I knew there was another reason this story sounded familiar to me um, anyway so <laughs> I really enjoyed the documentary today too but the movie if you loved the conjuring the first two conjurings you will love the third one um, I, it was, it was just, go watch it. You will not be sorry. I wish, of course, that I had seen it in an actual movie theater, but none of ours are open in Vermont yet. Um, or, well, there's a couple open, but I wish it had gone to, like, one of our drive-ins, because our drive-ins are open, and that would have been awesome. Would have been so awesome to see um, on the big screen at the drive-in. I love the drive-in. Anywho well worth the watch i highly suggest going to check out the conjuring three um the devil made me do it because it was as good as the other two and i apps i can't even pick a favorite of these three um of course the first one i loved it because it was the first one but i really enjoyed the second one one of the other things i really loved about this third one um was that it kind of took you out of the normal haunted house that the last two have kind of been. Um, it kind of gave you a fresh, uh, not a fresh look, but a um, 
something other than, okay, this house is haunted, when it's not the house this time and it's not an object, um, but it's actually, like, the people that are haunted slash possessed. So, I can't say enough good things about it, you guys. You just really gotta go see it. Um, or watch it at home, uh, like I did. I'll probably watch it again this weekend, too. Um, because it was so good. Uh, the other two movies, okay, so actually three. So, and this is self-inflicted. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in another podcast. So, I watched the newest It. So, the one in front, It Chapter 1, which came out in 2017, and It Chapter 2, which came out in 2019. And I don't know why I did this to myself. Because then I went and watched the original one um, from 1990. <laughs> I do like, actually, I do like the, the newer ones better. However, the reason I say it's self-inflicted is because I fucking hate clowns, okay? I hate clowns. It's not really a fear of clowns. I just don't like them. They, they do. They freak me <laughs> the fuck out. But it's not like a fear. Like, I don't have a fear. Like, I have friends who are scared shitless of clowns. It's not really that. It's just they freak me out. I hate them. They think... <laughs> so, yes. Uh, after watching the newest two, I went and watched the original. And not just once. I watched them a couple times. <laughs> I really must have been, like, my headspace has been a little wonky due to stress. So, <laughs> maybe that was it. I don't know. But I... I sincerely went and I watched them a couple times and I did... My dreams were not pleasant uh, for a couple of weeks there. <laughs> so I remember reading the book when I was... I, I want to say I was 16 or 17 the first time I read it by Stephen King. And... Because at that time I was on like a binge because I used to get like night terrors so I couldn't watch anything for... The, scary or read anything scary or see anything scary for the longest time without having horrible nightmares. And then a little bit after puberty hit around 10 years old and then as I got older. So around 13 I started getting into horror which I believe I've mentioned before. And um, so around 15, 16 I really started to dig into Stephen King's book. So I read, you know, the first one I read was Carrie and then that went to Firestarter and The Stand and It and all of those. So I think I was about 16, going, almost 17 when I first read It. And I liked it. I really, I mean, I only read the, I think I've only read that book twice um, because it's a clown. <laughs> Although I handled it better when I was reading it and not watching it. Um, so it had been a while, but I remember everything that happened in the book. So, I'm watching the new ones. <laughs> and I'm like, damn. I don't know if it's because movie making has come so far, or if I just like the writing better for this movie. I'm not sure. But I really did enjoy the newer two in that I thought that they were better adapt a better adaption to the book. Not that I didn't like the 1990 version because it was good. Scared the shit out of me, but it was good. <laughs> I, 
I just really like the updated ones, even though they gave me nightmares. So anyway, I really enjoyed, I really, how do I say this? So normally I don't get too freaked out by horror movies much because I've watched so many and I've read so many books. Not that really, I don't think I'm desensitized, just it takes a lot and it, it takes something new to really freak me out. <sighs> I don't know why I did this to myself. Not once, not twice, but three times. I watched those goddamn movies. Because acting-wise and cinematography-wise, they were excellent. But I think it was Pennywise. Like the newer version of Bill's newer version that he brought to that role, I think that really, I think that really did it because he that Penny Bill's Pennywise freaked me out more than the original one from the 1990 film. Um, I think that might have been what was it. Um, maybe that's why I watched it a couple times. I don't know, but the acting was really, really good. And if you haven't seen those, I do recommend them. If you don't like clowns, I suggest not watching it. Although I subjected myself to it. It's the same thing with zombies. You guys know that zombies give me nightmares. And I still watch zombie movies because I freaking love zombie movies. And I love zombies. Um, and then <laughs> I got on a kick. So I really don't know what it was that brought it on. But I went on like a binge of like my favorite childhood movies from the 80s. Because I'm... I'm later Gen X, I'm 79, 1979 baby, and and so those, my first 10 years I, were in the 80s, and I swear to God, I went through and I watched like all my favorite 80s movies, um, not just horror, but like I watched Thrashing and Breakin', uh, the breakdancing movies, and <laughs> Goonies, and oh my God, so many, but I also really concentrated on my favorite 80s horror movies, and that meant my really bad 80s, like, B-horror movies, as well as um, the classics, you know, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Trolls, you know how I saw Trolls? I was watching The Conjuring, and as I'm flipping through the horror movies after watching it, I saw that they had trolls. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't seen that since I was like 11. I've got to watch this movie. So, and it was fun. I really liked it. I think I was just in the mood for, you know, just bad horror movies. <laughs> but you, they're so bad, you just can't stop watching them. It's like those ones that used to be like on the, um, oh god. USA Network, I think it was, and, oh god, there was another channel when I was growing up, I can't remember what it was, anyway, so after midnight, you know, they had all the good horror movies, <laughs> really bad, let's phrase, let's rephrase that, the really bad horror movies, like the D-rated horror movies that were so bad you couldn't stop watching them, but they were so good because you couldn't, because it was like, you gotta, you had to watch, so it was so much fun, and, Probably that's why that I really enjoyed binging a whole bunch of them. And then, after watching them, if any of them had, like, newer remakes, 
I had to go watch those two, of course. <laughs> so, and I, I didn't forget. I just I hadn't seen it in so long. But the Friday the Thirteenth with Jared um, Padalecki from Supernatural, I slightly forgot that him and Danielle uh, Panabaker were in the what was it? 2009 Friday the 13th oh my god I loved watching that again I hadn't seen that in years and I absolutely I loved watching it it was the same thing though you know a very campy no pun intended but those campy 80s horror vibe feelings I freaking love those movies it's partially what in so the Beesville Massacre, which is a free short story that I did with a friend's son. Um, I knew when I started writing it that I wanted it to have that campy 80s horror movie vibe to it. And you can see that because the cover reflects it perfectly. Again, Skyla Don Cameron nailed that cover. Um, and that is what partially inspired the atmosphere for that story was those really bad campy 80s horror movie vibes and well really there were some in the 90s that were like that too but those 80s vibes were something else <laughs> they were a special type of vibe and they are partially what inspired the atmosphere um for that short story and it is free it's free on kobu and barnes and noble amazon is is being a pain and i cannot seem to get them to put it up for free although they said they would and it's been months and it's still 99 cents um anyway <laughs> so that is what inspired that short story the vibes in that short story and i hope they reflect it i've been told by readers that they, it definitely reflects in the story and that makes me so happy that it did um, let's see what other movies that I watch so this actually isn't a um, horror movie it's a the so I don't watch a lot of American horror story and I know I know I've heard I've got flack for it I did it's not that I don't like it I just I lost interest for a while after the second season however because i was on a binge <laughs> i ran across um i think it was maybe it was the last season of it it was so it was american horror story as i know as i pause long to try and think <laughs> my apologies um it was american horror story 1984 i think it was called you guys what a great season I binge watched it yeah like totally in one day I watched that whole season and because it was raining okay it was pouring out and I couldn't do anything else and I didn't want to I wasn't in the mood to write so as I'm binge watching the movies I'm like oh what else is on so I was on the Netflix and they had it and I'm like oh well maybe I'll watch it you know maybe I'll get back into it I didn't watch the other seasons, but I really liked 19. I really liked that one. It had that same, ugh, those same vibes that you get from.
from those old 80s old 80s horror movies totally nailed it in that season and I been and I loved it I loved it it couldn't have been better um, strangely enough though it did not make me want to go watch the other seasons of American Horror Story um, I did try to watch um, oh god what was it Apocalypse I could not get into it I could not get into it however I really did like the 1984 one and why didn't you guys tell me sooner that it was so awesome <laughs> I would have watched it way sooner um, but it was probably meant to be you know since I was on that kick of 80s horror movies and such it was probably uh, fate to have me wait until now to watch it because I was in the mindset I was already feeling all the vibes um, and that's why I didn't watch it until now, but it was really good. I really enjoyed that season. Um, and if you guys know <laughs> any new ones that have that vibe, let me know. Because I'm always on the lookout for... And you know, I don't know if I mentioned this before. I probably have. But I love... So the Sci-Fi Channel has awesome D-rated horror movies. I mean, I loved the first Sharknado and, um, oh God, what was it? The 12 Disasters Before Christmas, uh, all of that. Uh, Scarecrow with Lacey Chabert. I love the bad sci-fi, the bad horror movies on the sci-fi channel. Of course, I don't get that channel anymore, so I can't really watch them anymore, but I have the ones I really like to watch, and that is why, the same reason, they have the same vibe and I get flack on this from um, some of my friends like why do you watch those movies they're so stupid I'm like that is exactly why I watch them they're so bad and it's so entertaining they're so bad they're so that they're entertaining because they are so bad and they remind me of all the ones I watched uh, when I was in high school in my early 20s uh, after you know after midnight and uh, I just they're just something I love they're they're you don't got to think about it it's not rocket scientists it's just a really d-rated horror movie that you can't stop watching and it might be a little like generational thing because I was talking uh, with friends and everything about um, the differences in generations and we were talking about Gen X, which is a special... <laughs> we're an interesting bunch of Generation Xers. Um, but we were talking about the differences. And then, of course, on TikTok, uh, I ran into a whole freaking group of Gen Xers, and I fucking love it. Oh, my God. TikTok Gen X is awesome. I love it. Um, and I think that might have been partially what sparked me to... Uh, start watching some of my favorite 80s movies, especially my favorite 80s horror movies. Um, I think that might have been partially what sparked it because my my mindset was already in in that space. And so that might have been what prompted the huge binge watch of all of it. Um, because I didn't just uh, start watching movies. So I always love 
my 80s music. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, hair metal and hard, you know, hair metal, hard rock. Uh, so Metallica, Anthrax, mixed in with Poison, <laughs> Molly Crew, Bon Jovi. <laughs> All of those. And I am a huge sucker, and I'm not even going to lie about it. I freaking love me, my power ballads. I'm not going to deny it. I have a whole playlist on my Apple Music and Spotify that are just for power ballads. I'm not, not going to deny it. I freaking love them, and I will sing them at the top of my lungs in the car. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only one who does that. So that's what I've been doing a little bit, besides... Um, writing and working on my candles I'm almost ready to launch and when I do I will let you guys know and I'm hoping by um, waiting for one more thing um, my labels finally got here but I'm waiting for one more thing before I um, actually launch the candles in terms of writing it's going well I haven't uh, written too much lately um, because my brain just wasn't in the writing space. However, I've done a lot of editing. And both A Cold Winter's Night, which is Sierra's first book, and Over the River, which is the very first Isles and West book, um, are now available in paperback over on Amazon. So go check those out because I know some of you have been asking me about the paperbacks. And um, for those two, I plan over the next, I plan on by the end of this year to have all of those books um, out as paperbacks. Um, the Damned and Path of Damnation are already out in paperback through Amazon. Um, so the Isles and West as well, you know, the Isles and West world will, I'm hoping to ha have those out in paperback by hopefully November, but we will see how that goes. Um, however, A Cold Winter's Night and Over the River are both out in paperback. At the end of the paperback version of Over the River is Ghoul Town. So you'll be able to have a print copy of Ghoul Town as well because that is at the back as a bonus, um, as bonus content for Over the River. So that's kind of what I've been doing <laughs> since my last podcast, which I swore was only gonna be no longer than two weeks without a new one. And it's been since the end of April. And I apologize. Um, life <laughs> and we'll leave that there um however if you guys know any really good um move horror movies with those vibes those lovely 80s horror movie vibes let me know and even if you think i've already heard of it just give me a shout out about it because i may not have heard of it and as you guys know when it comes to books and movies i'm always open for suggestions when it comes to paranormal su supernatural and horror I am still working, by the way, on Ghosts of Kingston Cottage. I'm trying to get it out by the end of this year. Um, other books have been coming first, so I'm. But I am working on it little by little to get it um, to give it a freshen up and get it out by the end of the year for you guys' consumption. And that brings us to the tarot card um, part of the podcast, and I love this part. And I know you guys like this part because you've told me. So I have my Madame Clara's um, five cent deck, 
which I absolutely love. I haven't played with this one in a while, but when I was going over to pick the deck that I was going to use tonight, um, out it came. It's like, pick me, choose me, it's me, so here we go. And maybe the reason this deck talked to me so much when I went over to grab it, grab one of the decks, is because this deck reminds me of those old, um, you know when you go to like the fair or a carnival and there'd always be the fortune teller booth and she'd have, or you'd see the Victorian uh, posters. That's what the artwork on this deck reminds me of. It's got a very vintage uh, carnival fortune teller feel. And, um, whoops. <laughs> I feel like it needs me, want me to, me to do one more, so we will see. The unknown popped out. And I freaking love this deck. I'm going to have to take pictures and post them on the... I know I put some on my Tumblr page, but I don't think I put them on... Or that's not true. I think I did put them on my... Um, did I put them on my Instagram? I think I put them on my Instagram. But... This was the first one to pop out. So, let's look it up and I will read you guys what that is. Okay. The Unknown. This card represents the mystery of the unknown, as best represented by the unhatched egg and tightly closed flower buds, not revealing their full beauty just yet. In a reading, perhaps it calls for one to look to their curiosity and have an open mind to discovery. In reverse, the message may be that the person is too egotistical to see beyond the obvious and is perhaps too shielded in their approach. So mine is not in reverse. And it is all sorts of open and curiosity and divine faith. So that's appropriate. No wonder this deck shouted at me. You know, again... <laughs> When I go to get, pick a deck to do these, or really to do my, any reading besides my normal, like everyday reading one, I always go by the feel like I will hover my hand over the cards and over the decks. And I could put my hand on one and be like, nope. And then put my hand on another and be nope. Today, I went over there and I went to grab my everyday deck but this one's like, nope, and my hand automatically slid over to the Madame Clara deck, which meant it wanted to give me a message, and that was our message for all of us out of the deck tonight. As always, if you guys have any questions, comments, feel free to shoot me an email or make a comment on the podcast landing page, and I'll answer it in the next podcast. And until the next podcast, thank you so, so much for joining me and have a great evening.